Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning. Welcome to Gardening Today on News Radio 1040 WHO. Aaron Style and Melissa Burdick with you here this morning. We're having a great morning so far. Yeah. It's nice outside. It's I love this cool. time of year. Fall is in the air. I know. It's crisp and cool and still gets hot in the middle of the day, so you can wear your shorts and sandals, but uh, yeah, fall is coming. Fall is coming, mm-hmm. and it's actually one of the things we're hoping to talk about today are some of the things that hopefully you can see in your garden mm-hmm. and maybe some things that you can add to your list as you peruse catalogs oh. in about three months Yeah, uh, to or, add to your garden. Or now. Does anyone yeah, ever yeah, stop perusing? And catalogs for gardening things. Yeah, I don't. Well, I think it goes in like waves. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bulb catalogs right now are actually. They're if coming. you're looking at bulb catalogs now, you're probably going to get kind of the bottom of the barrel stuff. Oh, there's um, there's still some good standbys you can get. Yeah, they just where do you get your bulb stuff? From? Um, I try and find someone who's ordering wholesale and tag on to their order. <laughs> um, because I, I used to be able to order bulbs through work when I was working at botanical gardens that had more bulbs. Now, at right. the Arboretum, we don't do bulbs really that much, so we don't have the opportunity to order wholesale. So I'm, I'm buddying up to people like you who are placing <laughs> wholesale bulb orders to say, hey, can you throw a few crates of crocus on for me or, or those kinds of things. Other than that, though, I really like um, uh Van Borgendine. I used yes. to work for Van Borgendine. Mm-hmm. I, I like them. Um, Brex is always good. Um, for very high end, hard to find bulbs, you can't beat Britton Becky's. Yeah. Britton Becky's bulbs out of Virginia. They're more expensive, but you get some cool stuff from there. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice list, actually. So if, if you're out there, you know, October is bulb planting yep. season. Yep. And so uh, you still have plenty of time, and bulbs are a great plant to get mail order. Because yeah. they ship very well. Yeah, and you can so. shop around from website to website. It's easy to shop around and find cheap prices. And yeah. you know, keep in mind though, if it's drastically cheaper, it's probably going to be a smaller grade of bulb. Um, they're they're priced according to size, and the beefier the bulb, probably the more ex- uh, more expensive it's going to be. Right. But then you get bigger blooms, more vigorous foliage, and those mm-hmm. kinds of things too. So um, it's it's fun to play around with. I think so too. What's your standby bulbs? Um, daffodil. Yeah. My favorite, and, and the only thing I dislike about daffodils are how long the foliage sticks around. I have a really they hard do. time dealing with all of the leaves, but if you do a good job of garden design, mm-hmm. you can hide them. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite, and it's a real kind of standard bulb. I mean, daffodils are a dime a dozen, but yeah. I just love I love that they come up kind of early. I love mm-hmm. that they're just this bright yellow, sunny, shiny thing in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they are so easy to grow and that they have very few pests. Uh, the deer don't bother them like they bother tulips and yeah. some other things. And and they, they last forever. They I mean, do. they just keep going and going and, and going. they get bigger and bigger with yep. age. And you can divide and move mm-hmm. and, and do all kinds of fun things. Yeah, that's so. why. That's that's why it's my favorite. Yeah. I, I, I do love the daffodils. I like the um, snowdrops. 
they're a, um, I'm a fan of those, and I'm doing. I do want to do crocus this year. Some of the spring blooming crocus under a maple tree that I have. Oh, that'll be nice. Have a little flash of color in the springtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know as it gets closer to to October, we're going to spend a lot more time yeah. talking about how to get those bulbs planted. But if you're thinking about all of this now, is the time to be shopping for yes. them. Yeah. So. You can get out there, get on your catalogs or on the internet and mm-hmm. and find those really cool things. We have um, up on our website at whoradio.com, we have a short list of some things that both Melissa and I enjoy and that we're going to be talking more about throughout the program today. But of course, we're also here to answer any questions you may have. Uh, 284-1040 is the number to get a hold of us here. Uh, you can also send us a text to the American Toppers and Accessories text line is 989-1040. We would love to hear from you with any questions you may have about what's going on. I know the big question we've had up at Ryman Gardens is, what's up with all the painted lady butterflies? Butterflies. Oh, it's I been know. crazy. It's a bounty bevy of butterflies. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's like a, it's like a magical world out there when you <laughs> walk among the butterflies and they just all alight and, and take off and it's fantastic. Yeah, it was a good very good year for multiple generations of these painted lady butterflies to mm-hmm. take off and and uh, now this time of year so many of them are looking for food sources because they are another migrating kind of butterfly and mm-hmm. there are fewer things blooming later so, in the season than earlier in the season of course so yeah. they tend to get even more concentrated onto anything that's blooming yeah and uh, so if you have any uh, tall sedum yep like autumn joy or some other better cultivars <laughs> <laughs> autumn joy is okay yeah it's nice there are others anyway, now <laughs> if you have if what you else? have if you have uh, Plants like that, they love those kind of flowers yeah. because they're tiny flowers, but they're in big clusters. That's a perfect butterfly plant. It's kind of one-stop shopping. They mm-hmm. can get a lot of nectar without having to expend a lot of energy flying from one flower to the next. Right, and they have a place to land and yep. Yep. walk around. And I know uh, we were out, oh, oh, earlier this week, I was up at the ISU, or the Iowa State uh, Horticulture Research Station. Mm-hmm. So this is where you know folks in the Department of Horticulture do research on Mostly fruit and vegetable stuff, but there's a lot of other projects up there. Oh, a lot of turf grass projects up there, too. It's kind of a fun place to, to, to learn about. It's just north of Ames near Gilbert. And uh, we were up there, and outside their main building, they have this kind of nice little landscape. It's got, you know, your typical plants in it. There's nothing like crazy weird or anything like that. But one yeah. of the things in there was the, the tall sedum, mm-hmm. and probably Autumn Joy. Mm-hmm. It was loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had so many butterflies on it. I thought it could almost be weighed down. Yeah. Like, it was crazy yeah. how many butterflies were on it. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. It and was so cool. The one I see at the Arboretum that they're all over is a, um, a fall-blooming cat mint. Lots of little flowers on that, too, low to the ground. So bees and butterflies were going to that one. Yeah. So uh, all kinds of great things out there. Yeah. So It's nice to talk about something other than a monarch, too. It's true. <laughs> you know, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the plant almost being weighed down with butterflies, and that reminded me of a time I did see a plant weighed down with butterflies. And that was down in Georgia. I saw a Joe Pye weed. The Eupatorium. Oh, another great butterfly it plant. It is a fan- and fall bloomer. Uh-huh. Um, and this Joe Pieweed had so many tiger swallowtails on it that it actually weighed down to the ground <laughs> and, and was bowed over. And I thought, well, that's interesting. The Eupatorium's fallen over. But then I disturbed the butterflies, and they all flew away. Boop. 
it bounced right back up again. So it was the weight of the butterflies on this plant that, that weighed it down. That really awesome. It was spectacular. <laughs> it was one of the, this was years ago, and I'll never forget it. But Joe Pieweed's a fantastic fall-blooming tall plant. Um, if you get the just the straight species, it's it's a big sucker. Yeah, and it's especially a back in of the a border garden plant. setting, you yes. know, in a, in like a native prairie setting where the soils are a bit where there's more competition. The soils are more, uh, more lean, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit shorter, but you put it in a garden setting and you baby it a little bit, and woof, it gets big. Yeah. yeah, but you can get they have uh, dwarf varieties. They've been doing so. There's baby Joe and little Joe, and yeah, and dwarf is still relative. That's true. <laughs> That is very true. Think about dwarf, and we're like, oh, it's twelve inches high. Nope, it's It's, dwarf relative. It's it's five feet tall. Yeah, (laughs) instead of eight (laughs) or (laughs) ten. If you put Joe Pie weed in 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 really organic, good soil in the shade, oh, it's going to get really tall and floppy and yeah, 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 yeah. And Joe Pie weed doesn't mind a little bit of wet feet. So um, if you have a wet spot spot in your garden, it's a great plant for that. I know I planted Joe Pie weed at the there's a spot in my garden where a downspout comes out mm-hmm. and it's just a perfect spot because that's going to be a little bit wetter and mm-hmm. it did really like that that location and does it help mediate does it suck up some of the moisture yeah moisture? once it got big enough yeah. it did help with that too but I, cool. I, it wasn't a huge issue for me you know oh, okay. i didn't have like gullies and stuff like that coming yeah. out of this downspout yeah. but it is a slightly wetter spot mm-hmm. and so uh, it worked well for me to put my Joe Pie weed there. And Perfect. some of it, too, like if you do want to keep it a little bit shorter, if you keep it a little drier, it will be shorter. Mm-hmm. But it'll also probably look a little more ragged uh, yeah. by the end of the season. Yeah. It's definitely one of those plants that's that's evolved to economize. And uh, so, yeah, if it is is lean soil, it's going to be shorter. It's going to have fewer stalks, not be quite as bushy. Yeah. Uh, just kind of trying to make the most of what it's got. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one, though. That is a good one. We'll have to make sure that one's on our list on our website. We have others on there, too. We're going to talk more about those. We'll remind folks, uh, 284-1040 is how you get a hold of us at. Uh, you can also send us a text, too, 515-989-1040. We'd love to hear from you and answer any of your questions here on Gardening Today. News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning. Welcome back to Gardening Today in Iowa. I'm Melissa Burdick, and Aaron Style is here, too. And we're talking all things gardening this morning on this beautiful Sunday, crisp, cool morning. Sunny Sunday. And uh, we want to remind you that we are taking phone calls. We haven't had very many people call in or even text us today. So we'd love to hear your questions. Call us at 284-1040. Or you can text at 515-989-1040. That's the American Toppers and Accessories uh, text line. And uh, and uh, let us know what your gardening questions are. And uh, we were just talking about Joe Pieweed yeah. before the break <laughs> and um, and how great it is. And apparently the taxonomists have changed its name. I yes. used to know it as Eupatorium. And most books will probably still have it listed as Eupatorium. Now it's Eutrochium. Eutrochium. Eutrochium, which I think is also a character on Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It kind of sounds like that, actually. It could be. Yeah, there's, you know, a lot of the, uh, this is in the Aster family, and a lot of those Asters have changed names. And uh, so we're just getting used to a lot of this new, mm-hmm. I think they were, you know, in the past, they're kind of complex flowers and plants, uh botanically speaking. And so in the past, I think a lot of times somebody would find one of these plants and be like, it's an aster, and then just kind of leave it <laughs> at that. And now that they're 
they're spending more time on this and, and looking more closely at this, they've realized that how they're related to each other is not what we originally thought. And uh-huh. to show the relationships, you sometimes have to change the names. Yes, and it's terribly confusing for those of us who spent hours studying this in college, studying their <laughs> Latin names and how to spell it. And, uh, and then they just go change it on us. They so, just go change it. Not fair, in my opinion. <laughs> not fair at all. Well, you know, the other thing I think of this time of year, and I think you guys talked a lot about this maybe last week, was mums. Yes. And what made me think of this is mum has changed its botanical name several it's, times. Yes. But it's, uh, it's yeah. chrysanthemum now, I think. Is it back to chrysanthemum? Yeah, it used to be dendranthemum, and then it was chrysanthemum. And leucanthemum. And then leucanthemum. Yeah, anyway. and huminimum. And right. Min- min- so, yeah. <laughs> but that's what made me think of this. And I've seen a lot of them out in the stores. and Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just... Time. Now is the time to enjoy those plants, and it's probably best to treat them like an annual if you buy them well, now. Yeah, there are a handful, like the um, uh, the, the Drummond, Drummondii, mm-hmm. Drummond's asters there are, that are hardy, and they're the nice blue color, kind oh, of a right. periwinkle blue, right. um, that'll do pretty well. But those aren't the ones that you usually see in the stores. They're the ones not. you see in the stores are the big, you know... Garden mums. They call mom. them garden mums, even though they're... They may or may not survive in a garden. Right. Yeah. And even if they are hardy, planting them this late in the season means that it's going to be harder for them yep. to overwinter, too. If you yep. want a hardy garden mom, it's best, actually, to plant it in the spring because True. then it has time to get established. Because even hardy garden moms struggle through our winters here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and good luck finding mums in the springtime. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's where you have to order it, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, or you just treat them like annuals and you enjoy them and, and you plop them in your little holes that develop. Or sw- yeah. We just swapped out all of our containers up at Ryman Gardens to fall stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, this is that time and they're so colorful and... Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a lot big. of people, <laughs> they, they treat them like annuals, but then... Um, you know they're they're like us they they can't bear to just chuck it at the end of the end of the fall so they'll right. plant it in the garden and some survive some don't and if they do then hey look at that right spring rolls around and you've got your mom <laughs> to put in another place if you want so that works out pretty well uh, i think so the other one uh so as i had mentioned earlier we have a whole list of really wonderful late season uh flowering plants and actually i was just looking at this list and it's a nice kind of cross section and there are a lot of perennials herbaceous perennials on this list and certainly they tend to be the things that flower the most yeah but uh there's a nice little cross section of some perennials and some woody plants a couple woody plants and Mm -hmm. there's even a vine in there Mm -hmm. so the sweet autumn clematis yeah which we've talked about before i know well we can't help I mean, it can't help ourselves. We have to talk about it. I know. I saw some in bloom on the way into the radio station this morning, and that's what reminded me, like, oh, this is one. And anybody who has this plant enjoys it for a couple of years, and then they find it everywhere in their garden, (laughs) and then they start wondering why I planted this. (gasps) What did I do? Yeah. 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 So it does come with that warning. You have to be a, a, a a pretty good manager of of these things in your in your garden because it does reseed and set itself all over the place if you're not careful. Yeah. So, but it's not it's not too hard to identify when it comes up and uh, it's it's relatively easily to roll uh, to rogue out before it gets too huge. 
Uh, yeah. So if you're committed to that, it's a really nice plant this time of it year. It is a great plant. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't had that much negative experience with seeding around. Mostly it just it grows so fast it gets out of control and swamps other things. That's <laughs> yeah. that's my my main <laughs> issue with it. But, you know, I kind of if you know that going into this relationship with the plant, right. give it its space. Right. And, and give it something very large and robust to climb on and uh-huh. just stand like back. Like a shed. And, yeah. <laughs> or your entire house. And uh, stand back and let it do its thing, and it will. It will reward you mightily. <laughs> and of all the clematis, it is one of the easier ones to manage because yeah. one of the common questions we get is, oh, when do you prune clematis? And this one, you just cut it off at the ground in the yeah. spring. And, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Just, just cut it off at the ground, and then it'll regrow from the base, and it won't affect its flowering because it blooms really late in the season. Yeah. So... Yeah, it'll be not a problem at all. Yeah, because the other, the other, like the Jackmanii with the giant purple flowers, you have to be a little bit more, more conscientious of how you prune those and when you do and when you don't. And right, so you can accidentally right. cut the flowers off. You're not going to do that with Sweet Autumn. It's nope. going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> So no uh, that one's on our list. I also have one of my favorite plants this time of year on the list, and I put a picture of mine at home up on there too. And I think I like this plant so much because one, it's woody, and I just I do like woody plants, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets relatively large, and uh, it blooms at a time where there's not a lot of woody plants blooming, and it's the seven suns flower mm-hmm. or the heptacodium. Heptacodium, and uh, it's just a lovely plant. It's a uh, it's not a native plant. It's Mm-mm. native to Asia somewhere, China probably. Most of the stuff that yeah. grows well in the Midwest also grows well in parts of China. Yeah. And uh, so it is a, it's a butterfly magnet. Mm-hmm. It's a bee magnet. It's mm-hmm. one of the few things that's blooming this time of year. It has this really interesting characteristic. So right now, mine is in full bloom, beautiful white flowers. And they tend to be clustered in in groups of seven, which is where the name comes, the common name comes from. They have from. seven sons, well, also hepta. And hepta, yep, yeah. yep. So the, they're, the, they're large clusters, they're broken down into smaller clusters that tend to have seven. Yeah. And then each each flower has these really prominent little stamens on it, yeah. and the bees and the butterflies love harvesting nectar and all that stuff from it. Do you grow yours as a tree or as a shrub? So mine is a sub tree slash shrub so often you see it as a multi-stem tree uh, or very large shrub kind of like magnolia or sometimes red bud you can grow that way um, where you just yeah some of the viburnums Mm -hmm. where it's not it's not a tree in the classic sense uh, but it's way bigger than most people think a shrub would be Mm -hmm. Uh, so mine actually has an interesting story because you can often find it uh trained as a tree mm-hmm. and mine was a single stem when I bought it a couple years ago and uh, it had been trained uh, and I think they had removed a branch low on the plant relatively late mm-hmm. like it got a little big before they took it off mm-hmm. and so the that single stem had this funny little crook in it mm-hmm. and then one day in full bloom the wind came up and grabbed the top of that thing and it snapped right off of that funny little crook. And I was yeah. just like, and it was the, I had planted it like three weeks earlier. Oh man. So I was like, oh, I just bought this wonderful plant and I found it at the end of the season. So I got a pretty good deal on it yeah. and all this stuff. Because it, it had a funny little crook off. on it. Yeah. yeah. That's why you got a good deal. <laughs> so it broke off and I was kind of bummed and, and I thought, well, it probably come back from the roots in the spring, and sure enough, yeah. it did. So yeah. now mine is multi-stemmed, and actually, I don't mind that it's multi-stemmed. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I when I bought my house, um, there was a tree form Seven Sons oh. flower, and it did not make it this past winter. So, and I I hung on and hung on and hung on, hoping that this thing would would sprout from the base, and it it never did. Oh, so bummer. We dug it out, and out of, for curiosity. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sake, I I washed off the roots to see what I could find down there because I'm kind of a nerd that way. Turns out it did have some circling roots. So it it lived as long as it could until those circling roots um, ended up girdling the the rest of the tree. And so I think that's what did it in. Yeah, that does it. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to break for the local and national news and weather. 284-1040 is the number to call us with any questions. 515-989-1040 is the number to text us with those questions. I want to remind you, there's some great information up on our website at whoradio.com. We'll be back after the news and weather to talk more gardening here on Gardening Today. News Radio 1040, WHO. everybody. This is Melissa Burdick, and I'm here with Aaron Style, and you're listening to Gardening Today on uh, uh, WHO 1040, and we're talking all things gardening today, and uh, we love to answer your questions, so please give us a call with your questions. You can reach us at 284-1040 or at the American Toppers and Accessories text line. That's 515-989-1040, and we did have a text come in just a few minutes ago. Uh, what, uh, they they asked us to talk about rhubarb in the fall. Rhubarb in the fall. <laughs> rhubarb in the fall because uh, there's there getting somewhere. a lot of yellow leaves right now. And well, that's not surprising actually. Yeah. It's been kind of dry. Yeah, and, it has actually. Yeah. Uh, so rhubarb is going to start declining, um, especially if it gets drier. Yeah. And uh, it's not something I would worry about too much. If if the soil around it is dry, rhubarb is not a drought-tolerant plant, so you probably mm. would want to water some okay. uh, this time of year if it is excessively dry and uh, know that the plant's going to start dying back in a few weeks anyway. So It's that time of year. It is. It's that yeah. time of year. Mm-hmm. So. I wouldn't be overly concerned about it, but I would check for watering and mm-hmm. water if necessary. Um, early spring, just as that like alien growth starts to come up out of the ground, <laughs> is actually the best time to do transplanting and division. Mm-hmm. You could do it now if you wanted to, if you were so inclined. But if you did divide now, you would definitely need to watch on the watering, mm-hmm. making sure that you don't let it dry out. Also, don't get it too wet, too. That's easy to do if you're a little hyper-vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> too much love. Too much love, yeah. yeah. Uh, but make sure you watch the watering. And if you do decide to divide in the fall and transplant a rhubarb, then you probably will want to add a little mulch blanket 
you think? For this first winter. Mm -hmm. Just because it won't have a lot of time to get established Mm -hmm. and uh, it could heave up out of the ground um, Mm -hmm. or something like that. It's going to be a little more prone to some of that. So, But otherwise, rhubarb, one of the reasons why rhubarb is so wonderful is it is a pretty low-maintenance kind of plant. Yeah. So uh, check on the watering. It's been very dry. That reminds me, actually, you should check watering on everything. Yeah. Because it has been dry, especially the the plants, the perennials, and the woody plants that you put in the ground this year. Yep, this spring. Make sure that they get a good deep watering Mm -hmm. and they have a a healthy segue into winter. Because if they go in under drought stress, it's going to make them much more susceptible to cold damage and deaths. Yeah, we we learned that a few years ago with that horrible, (laughs) horrible, cold, dry winter that we had. So, um, yeah, give them that. Give them some good water. Give them some good water. And, and you'll water uh, anything that you've planted, especially this year. And mm-hmm. don't forget the stuff you've planted in the last couple of years, too, mm-hmm. especially uh, woody plants, uh, trees and, and mm-hmm. large shrubs. Um, you're going to water or, or check watering mm-hmm. and water if necessary all the way up until the ground freezes. Yeah. So that's in most years, that's well up until Thanksgiving at least, yeah. if not later. Yeah. So No fertilizer, though. No fertilizer. That's no. true. And no pruning. Don't Not right now. Anything. No. Well, I mean, if it's dead or diseased. <laughs> yes, that's true. Dead or diseased always, but no, no aesthetic pruning, no architectural pruning. Wait till it's solidly winter for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, because it just encourages growth and that new soft growth that pops out with and with fertilizer too, it encourages new growth, and uh, it'll get bit by a by a cold freeze and it'll look terrible and you'll feel awful and the plant will not appreciate it either. <gasps> all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Did I make it sound dramatic enough? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check on the watering. I've noticed my garden has been very dry. Yeah. My husband has actually enjoyed the, the dryness because he hasn't had to mow the lawn quite as much. Oh. And then we got a really nice rain a couple of weeks ago and kablooey, it, it just sprouted up again. So yeah. he said, oh, darn. But... Um, but yeah, we, we, we do need a little bit of water. We could use a little bit. Although the farmers are starting to get out in the fields, so they probably want it to hold off on their own a know. little bit. That's very true. Get that harvest in. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, we were talking real briefly at work uh, about fall color this year yeah, because, yeah, you yeah. know, that's in the air. Yeah, of course. We're going to start getting those questions. wondering if it's going to be a good fall color year or not. Mm-hmm. And typically, cool nights warm days do lead to really nice fall color and we certainly had plenty of those especially in the last week yep and uh, my only concern though is that on years where it's a little on the dry side usually means better fall color but if it's a really dry sometimes trees just give up early yeah. and drop their leaves before yeah. they have a chance to really color up yeah i'm hoping we're not headed that direction yeah, that would be a shame. Year. Yeah, that would be a real bummer for the arboretum because we get all of our fall visitation for the color. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure there'll still be fall color. I'm not worried There's about the soft. presence or absence of it. It's yeah. just whether it will be really spectacular. Or not. Oh, true. We'll see. Time will tell. I suppose. Yeah, not much we can do about some of that, but it is it is interesting to speculate. Well, hey, I want to share some fun news, some new thing, a new thing that we have uh, here for the for the radio oh, yeah. show. We have created a Facebook page. Yep. So <laughs> we finally jumped on that bag wagon. <laughs> There's right? this new thing called Facebook. Yeah. Have you heard of it? <laughs> and uh, so, so we thought this might be a fun way. Now it's it's in a it's in a trial mode. So we may decide at any point that we don't want to do it. 
<laughs> I doubt that, though. We'll probably I know. keep doing it. I know. It's one of those things. Once you're in it, you can't disengage yourself. That's the way it goes. <laughs> but but if you are interested in learning a little bit more about each of us um, as the hosts and also looking at some of our pictures, or mm-hmm. you can post your own pictures or see what's going on. Show us what's going on in your garden. That's kind mm-hmm. of a fun thing to do. Look for us. Um, we're gardening today in Iowa, and our handle, our Facebook handle, is at Gardening Today IA. Okay. Yeah. So if you're savvy with handles and hashtags and whatnot, right? You yeah. can you can look us up and like the page. And That's a thing. Start following what we yeah. what we put up there. I That's think right. one of the things we're going to also try to do is, you know, we've we've had the the blog for years now, and I think that's a nice resource, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to get to it through, through Facebook that. as well. And I did put a link to last week's uh, blog podcast podcast oh um, yeah yeah uh, on our facebook page so sometimes it you know it's just easier to go to facebook sometimes it I is <laughs> and then it'll link you to the who podcast <laughs> site so um yeah check it out yeah show, show us what's going on in your garden yeah absolutely and and uh we'll try to post i like posting pictures from my garden mm-hmm. and i have done that on the website for a long time um, so hopefully I'll be able to post some of that stuff yeah. to Facebook too. It's a little quicker and easier on Facebook cause you can do it, it right is. from your phone. And sometimes when you have it to do the website, you kind of have to sit down and gather everything yeah. and log in and do all that. So yeah. we'll see. We'll only fill your newsfeed with really interesting plant stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And maybe no. a few plant And I'll all be rants. positive too. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but I like to complain sometimes. Well, all the times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remind folks out there: two eight four ten forty is the number to hold, get a hold of us at. You can also send us a text: five one five nine eight nine ten forty. We have this really nice list of late season bloomers on the on the website right now at whoradio.com. The other one that's on this list that I'll talk about real briefly. I almost took a picture of it, but it's been dry this fall, mm-hmm. and so the plant isn't as happy looking. What and is I it? felt like I couldn't do that. It was the, the pink turtle head. Oh, Kiloni. Yeah, and yeah. it likes a little wetter uh, mm-hmm. spot. And so sometimes recommended as a wetland or streamside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like it could even grow like in a like a marshy area or mm-hmm. nearly marshy area. So it's a great plant for a ditch or a rain area that fills with water and mm-hmm. then slowly drains out or something like that it's a great plant for a situation like that and uh it's blooming full bloom right now yeah beautiful and i love this one too because this time of year normally we think of yellow 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 yeah. yellow there's a lot of yellow flowers this time of year maybe some reds this one is a very nice spring pink is it is it the cultivar hot lips I don't think I have the cultivar hot lips. Okay. But it's that's a nice a, cultivar. A pink hot lips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's called turtle head because the flowers look almost spot on for a head of a turtle. A little turtle. Uh-huh. Stick, a little turtle head. And uh, so that's a really nice kind of fall bloomer that some folks kind of forget about. So if you have another, again, another little maybe slightly damp spot in your yard, mm-hmm. maybe a spot that stays a little wet, a little longer, this one does well. Yep. With that said, Shade. mine's in. Mine's in typical garden soil. Yeah. It's not particularly wet. It still blooms. Do you have it in shade? I have it sun? in sun. In sun? Full okay. sun. It's, it's one of those that's often recommended for shady situations, too. Yeah. Because in, in the southeast, that's probably really true. Oh, not, yes. a, not so around here? Yeah. Around mm-hmm. here, it would definitely want at least part sun. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It may not bloom as well if it's in too much shade. And you said yours was a little crispy? It was. Okay. And I think it's because it's been dry. So... 
We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see. It's a pretty plant. It's very vigorous, very resilient, so it mm-hmm. bounces right back yeah, again. Yeah, does so. really. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back to talk more about some of our more some of our other garden plants and uh, answer more of your questions here on gardening today. News Radio ten forty WHO. Good morning. Welcome back to Gardening Today in Iowa. I'm Melissa Burdick, and Aaron Style is here, too. And we're talking all things gardening. And uh, that little hint of fall is in the air, so we're mm-hmm. starting to think of things of a fall-like nature. Yep. And one of those that, as soon as we get those chilly nights, people, everyone starts thinking about all of their plants that are going to need to be brought in. Brought indoors, yeah. yeah. And we actually had somebody who sent us a text at 515-989-1040 said, what should I do to plants that I want to bring indoors without bringing in the bugs as well? Yeah, That's bugs. a very good question because yeah. it's very easy to do. Yes, it is. You know, and I have to tell you, I don't pay a lot of attention to bug uh, you know, bug control as I'm bringing things in. Mostly when I bring my stuff in, it's because it's the last minute. It's about to freeze and I got to hurry. So, but you are more, much more conscientious. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, I, I give a lot of my indoor plants what I like to call summer vacation, summer vacation. Uh, where they get to go outside mm-hmm. and, and in a shady spot outside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my house plants and um, like my orchids and all that stuff, they, they spend, the summer on vacation on the deck <laughs> and uh, when you bring those things in uh, the pop even if there's a very small population of insects on that plant once you bring them indoors mm-hmm. they usually explode yeah and so this is a great time of year to be thinking about a good rinse off Yes. So depending on the plant, you can either use a forceful stream of water and just like rinse the plant off. Mm-hmm. And outside is way easier to do this than like in your bathtub. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is sometimes what I end up doing because I don't have time to get it done um, outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you can get a really good forceful rinse on the plant without damaging the plant, of well, course. Yeah. So what do you do if, it, if, a, if a jet of water would just annihilate the plant what do you do in that so case? then it's a little less i still try to wash it off though like i mm-hmm. might just wash it off with the hose breaker then you know, oh, okay. like really good mm-hmm. like it's more like a rain shower mm-hmm. kind of thing just something to kind of get it also kind of cleans them up a little bit because yeah. sometimes they can get dusty and dirty outside they, yeah, they really do it's interesting and then the other big thing is when you do bring them in is they have to be segregated from everything else for at least i my rule of thumb is three weeks Usually, if there's a problem, it will show up in three within three weeks. So, when you say segregated, you mean from your other, other stuff. existing house plants, mm-hmm. or not from each other? They can all come in together. Yeah, they were all outside but, anyway. Okay, but, so but not with other plants you might have inside. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because so, see, at this time of year, I don't have any other plants except for on my windowsill inside. Uh-huh. Everything's outside. Yep. So they would just all come in, and in my dining room becomes the jungle, and <laughs> they just. They sally forth. So then you spend that first three weeks after they come in really doing a good job of scouting and watching mm-hmm. and, and dealing with things um, mm-hmm. when they pop up. But usually, now mm-hmm. not always, but usually within that first three weeks, you'll see if there's going to be a problem, you'll see it it'll, pop up. Yeah, it'll, it'll flare up pretty quickly. You can yeah. use your insecticidal soap. You can mm-hmm. do another rinse off in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. You can use neem. Um, if or if it's, it's still warm enough during the day outside, you, you can, can take it outside, outside and do yeah. a good rinse off again. Uh, do you, you use can, do you use hort oils much indoors? 
Not a lot. I'm always yeah. afraid I'm going to burn the foliage. Yeah, because of the window uh-huh. that it's usually next to is going to be too hot. Yeah, but that's an option things. too. Yeah, that's a good option yeah. if you want to if you want to go down that path too. I just worry about burning up the foliage because of yeah. that oil. If it if I don't do it at the right time, or if I don't do it right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh you can get kind of like a magnifying effect with the oil and it, and yeah. it causes blotching and yeah 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 i've got a peace lily that i've it's it's doing all right it's been limping along and i finally moved it out to my front porch which is a very deep porch so lots of shade uh-huh. and but it's still just kind of limping along and i up potted it and i i'm not sure what to do it's just not terribly happy it's huh? just well it's just bleh and yeah. meh so i need to it, you know the other thing uh, that reminds me because a lot of times when i see house plants like that i i'm i'm uh, i want to fertilize yeah but i don't i wouldn't fertilize this time of year because yeah. just like our plants outside they're they're cycling down too because the days right. are getting shorter yep um, but that's probably one of the things because I would imagine a piece of actually with a little bit of fertilizer would respond really would well. Would go bananas. Yeah. Maybe I should have been doing that a little bit more. Well, you still have time. Yeah. It's not, you know. Yeah, that's piece of Yeah. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to keep in mind with all of these plants is um, if you do end up with something that is really heavily infested with something, mm. it may be best just to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, you, sometimes you just have to pull the for trigger. For the common good yes. of everything else. So uh, there have been times yeah. where, and there are certain insects that if I get heavy infestations, that's my cue, we're done. Uh, yeah. And that big one for me is scale. Scale. I, I get a lot of my, scale, uh, it's, cottony, it's gone. Cottony, uh, oh, uh, yeah, mealybug. Uh, mealybug, thank mm-hmm. you. I've had issues with too. mealybug on palm trees and uh, like areca palms and things like that. And it's just, it's so difficult to control yep and it has the uh potential of impacting other plants yeah they spread fast yeah yeah so that keep that in mind too i think sometimes we're just so kind-hearted we forget that (laughs) you can compost it even yeah it's okay uh, it's okay the the garden center will grow more (laughs) that's true (laughs) you know but but we always joke about it in in our business because it's about this time of year when the botanical gardens start getting phone calls from people wanting to donate their giant house yes so um so if you do you get those out at the arboretum too uh no not nearly as much yeah we get a lot of those yeah emails and phone calls and it's hard for us to take all of them because a lot of times yeah they're even too big for us and we only have so much space for all these plants and usually they're not something's terribly terribly botanically interesting yeah. i mean it may be the the norfolk island pine that your grandma had you know or came over in a covered wagon or something like I that i think we've done this quiz before yeah have i done this quiz with you the before quiz? there's a quiz yeah what are most uh commonly there's four common plants i bet you can guess them mm-hmm. that people request or people offer us at the uh-huh. gardens okay they say okay so norfolk island pine yes that's okay. one of them uh christmas cactus Yes. Jade plant. No. Oh. We don't uh, have a lot of jade plant. Ficus. Benjamina. Yep, the weeping fig. Yeah, so that's one, two, three. And then number four. What would number four be? (laughs) Um, Hibiscus. Uh, No, not too many hibiscus either. Although that's probably number five. Five or six. Five or six. So what's number four? Citrus. Oh, or the avocado that they started from the yeah, 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 mostly citrus. Yeah, uh, Yeah. but uh, and and one of the challenges with citrus for a lot of homeowners is that it just gets full of bugs. Oh gosh, it surely does, and And sooty mold. Yep. Mm. So you have Mm. to be careful with that. But those are our three. And guess which one of those four is the most number one? Oh. 
<laughs> I'm not grading you. So it's okay. uh, ficus. Ah, that's called. No, it's actually Christmas cactus. Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're so long lived and nobody oh, wants to be are. the person that gets rid of it. Yeah. Well, it's understandable. Yeah. I've been known to take a few Christmas cactus. Yep. Legacy cactus. Legacy cactus. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, we do have to break for the local and national news. We'll be back after the news and weather. I want to remind you 1 800 469 4295. Or 284-1040 is the number to get a hold of us at. You can also text us 515-989-1040. We'll be back to answer any of your questions and talk more gardening here on Gardening Today. News Radio 1040, WHO. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 